What's up, guys? Welcome to the Dual Shocker Shotcast episode 180. I'm your host, Tony Polanco, and tonight I'm joined by Thomas Luke. Hey, hey. Mr. Ryan Meisler. Hello. Hello. And George Jimenez. I'm tired. We're now late, Tony. <laughs> yeah, we're now late because of technical difficulties, and uh, we that's why we don't have any energy. Um, so yeah, somebody hit us with those new game releases. Uh, okay, I guess I'll do them again. <laughs> yeah, this is you can I will pretend that I read these all the first time. Uh, so for <laughs> new, new, so new game releases that are coming out from June twenty second, twenty fourteen to June 29th, ninth, twenty fourteen are Unearthed Trail of Ibn Battuta for Ouya, which I still messed up the second time. But anyway, uh, Plat Dude in Battling Ostriches for Ouya PC and Brow, Blaze Blue. <laughs> It's Joust. It, it's what it sounds like. But anyway, um, <clears throat> Blaze Blue, Chrono Phantasma for Vita and PSN. Atelier Verona Plus, The Alchemist of Arland for PS3 and PSN. Uh, X-Blaze Code Embryo for PS3 and Vita. Farming Simulator 14 for Vita. Transformers Rise of the Dark Spark for PS4, Xbox One, 3DS, Wii U, PS3, and Xbox 360. Another World for PS4, PS3, and uh, PSN. Shin Megami Ten. Oh God, this one again. Shin Megami Tensei, Devil Summoner Two, Raidu Kuzunoha versus King Avadon. God, that was actually a lot better. PS2, PS2 Classics for PS3, Blue Estate, the game for PS4, End of Serenity for PSP, RBI Baseball 14 for PS4, Z Run for PSN, Great Autosport for PS3, Double Dragon Trilogy for Ouya, Valiant Hearts, The Great War for Xbox 360, uh, Xbox One, PS3, PS4, and PC. Head to Jorge's favorite, Tuffy the Corgi and the Power of Bones for PSN. (laughs) (laughs) If that's not your pick of the the pick of the week, I'll be surprised. Um, Anyway, Shovel Knight for Wii uh, Wii U, 3DS, and PC. Uh, Wii Sports Club Baseball for Wii U. Wii Sports Club Boxing for Wii U. Monkey Pirates for Wii U. Mysterious Stars, The Samurai for DSi, and Sniper Elite 3 for PC, Xbox One, PS4, Xbox 360, and PS3. Hmm. All right, what are you picking? Corgi. Whatever that Corgi game was. <laughs> Tuffy the Corgi. Tuffy platform. I'm all about that shit. Son. All right, well, normally I would go with Valiant Hearts the Great War because I'm reviewing it, but I think Farming Simulator 14 is going to be my pick of the week. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't love Farming Simulator? If you get like goat, if you just get Goat Simulator on the Steam sale, and then you get Farming Simulator 14, you're you're set. You've got your simulators. Man, you get to review freaking Valiant Hearts. I got to review Atelier. Not fair. Uh, you're a, you're a resident JRPG guy now. I guess I am, and I'm also reviewing <laughs> a Battle Guard, and I'm like, that's how I get to review that. <laughs> I'll talk about Battle Ar- Battle Princess Arcadia's later on. Ooh, boy. Um. Pick of the week, I'll pick Valiant Hearts. That game looks fucking cool, man. I, I want that. So that's my pick. It looks all kinds of sad. Besides the Corgi game. Come on, son. <laughs> no? Nothing, George? You're going to pick? You're gonna stick with the with the Poodle game? Yeah. It's not, it's not a, a Poodle. It's a Corgi. Dog's <laughs> white, you jerk. All right, fine. Thomas, what about you, man? Uh, Valiant Hearts, easy. But um, one thing, I did, I've heard some bad things about the Transformers game. Apparently, like, they sent out no review copies, which is always a bit sus. So, oh yeah, it's always a, a yeah, bad it's sign. A bit Dude, let's just be honest. It's a Transformers game. No, it's a Transformers movie game. Cause yeah, actually, yeah, that's, that's right. right. Like, the the non-tie-ins are pretty good. Game. Yeah, the, the, the ones for, for Cybertron were pretty good, weren't they? 
Yeah, yeah, and yeah. They have, like, a Call yeah, of Duty-esque yeah. like, perks and level-up system, which I thought was really cool. Yeah. Yeah, one based on the movies? No, I, I'm not expecting that to be game of the year right there. So anyway, uh, yeah, we're, we've pretty much hit that point where, where people like to call the summer drought. The thing is, with all these sales going on, like <laughs> on Steam and on PSN and everywhere else, like, can you actually really have a drought here? I don't. It, it's it's kind of interesting. Then with all the games that came out, how do you even have that? But I know you guys have been wanting to talk about Steam for like the entire show, so go for it. It's being recorded now. I, I'm looking at Steam as we're speaking right now. The Steam much. sale! Basically, <laughs> all the games that you kind of forgot about throughout the year are all on sale. Or the games you're like, eh, I'm not going to buy it, blah, blah, blah. So for some reason, that same game that's like $7 now totally seems more appealing. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, Metal Slug 3 is... Two seventy one. Of course, I'm gonna fucking pick it up. Like, <laughs> if you ever wanted to spend an absurd amount of money and then cry about it afterward, the Steam sale is a really good place to go and do it. because yeah, <laughs> what'll get you is not the big stuff. Like, yeah, you can probably get like, hey, you know, Final Fantasy fourteen is half price. Like, um, yeah, half price. You're like, oh, that's kind of neat. But what'll get you are these little like two and three dollar purchases. Like, Dragon Age Origins is seven bucks. Brothers is three dollars. Like, Fallout New Vegas the Ultimate Edition six seventy nine. Come on. Wow. Like, Someone should yell at you if you don't buy it. That's how like that's how yeah. pressure you feel into buying all this stuff. Yeah, and then before yeah. you know, you spend like sixty to hundred bucks. I think like, the big games are a like Assassin's Creed Four for me was half price, which is not thirty five dollars. That's that's decent, but it's like I still have to commit thirty five dollars. But when it's like Dragon Age seven fifty, it's just like an easy snap decision oh, like yeah. that. Bioshock Infinite at seven seven forty nine. That's that's insane. Yeah. Come on, but um, yeah, the Steam the summer sale started uh, last week and it runs until the 30th, so it runs until Monday. Uh, so there's still lots of good deals to be had. Uh, and then typically, I think that the last day is always like the encore sale, so they always bring back like the best, um, like the best sellers or like the biggest sales that they had. So it's kind of like your last chance to pick up stuff you might have missed. So that's kind of what I'm doing now. Is I'm just gonna hold okay. out. And this yeah. is timed with like the kind of lack of major game releases for this time yeah. of year, which is great. Yeah. Cause, you know, this is this is catch up time. Yep. I have a couple of questions about this thing because I'm a console guy. Is there um, any like kind of rhyme or reason to it, or do you just pick just it, random it's, games? Um, it's, no, it's like um, well, like Steam, they always do two like kind of two big sales. So this is like the first of their big sales of the year. Um, you know, they do a bunch of others in between, but like they do the summer sale now, and then they'll do the winter sale later on. Um, and then they they have like I think it's like over three thousand titles that they they discount. Um, but the way they break it down is basically there are um, there's like a bunch of daily deals, so you get like uh, a selection of titles that are available at a discount for 24 hours, uh, and then there are also flash sales, which are every eight hours. Um, so those are the ones that kind of get you the biggest discounts. Um, so those are the ones that you want to be refreshing and checking all the time. And these the are all sales. part of the summer sale too. Yep, yep, everything's part of the summer sale. So. Yeah, because that's what I understand. Like, you know, I, we saw I saw the post about how okay, Steam Summer Sale is not live, but then every single day it seems like there's more games being sold. I'm like, don't they yeah. just throw a big yeah, list? Yeah, so like, they, what happens they, is they change every everything. Day. Yeah. Okay. Oh, sorry, go ahead, Thomas. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. So basically, uh, pretty much the entire catalog is just given is discounted, but it'll be sort of like forty percent off uh, a game. And then on the daily sales, which Ryan was talking about, um, that's when so Assassin's Creed, which might have been. 40% off now goes to 80% off for that day. So that's kind of what you you wait for. You wait for a game to hit that daily sale, the Empire, because that's when you get the best deal. Yeah, you want to try and hit either the daily deals or the flash sales because those give you the biggest discounts. Like normally, like let's say if you're buying like Bioshock Infinite and it's like you know 40% off regularly. Um, if it's a date like right now, it's a daily deal for 75% off. So you want to try and wait until it hits like either a daily deal or a flash sale when you're going to get a much higher discount on it.
Yeah, and don't forget about the meta game, the summer adventure that's going on. So, to to kind of get you going is they put you there. They always do some weird meta game every Steam Summer Sale. So this year is the summer adventure. So and then everyone gets randomly put on a team. So like I'm on red team, and basically the more I buy, the more badges I get, and then collectively any of the million people who are also on red team, all our badges gather up, and then at the end of the day they tally who made the most badges. And if your team wins, they randomly select 30 people to get three games on their wish list for free. That's so pretty that, good. Yeah, so that just, you know, of course people are like, this is fixed, blah, blah, blah. But that's kind of, that's motivation for you to be like, well, I've got to buy because if, you know, red team wins, that means I could be one of those 30 people who gets three games on my wish list. And then basically you just put something that's coming out in the future that's super expensive and then get it for free, which is awesome. Yeah, uh, yeah, and it's yeah, like I know like a lot of people complain about the fix thing because apparently there's a lot of people going on like Reddit and like coordinating and all that stuff to like try and craft like certain badges that'll get their team placed higher and all that stuff. So. <laughs> okay. But it, uh, yeah, but it cha- it changes every day, so it's like every team kind of has a chance to to win. Oh, what are some really cool games that you guys have bought, not just on this sale but in previous uh, team sales? Oh, in previous, um, like I've I've picked up some stuff in the past. I think I got like, uh, I don't know, like I'm just looking at my my stuff that I picked up uh, at this Steam sale so far. This is like I've kind of gone pretty hard on this sale, but uh, yeah. I picked up the far the uh, Far Cry collection, so it comes yeah, with all definitely all, yeah, all yeah. four of the Far Cry games. Uh, I picked up Fallout New Vegas Ultimate Edition because I never got around to playing that. Uh, let me see what. Else. Yeah, those big bundles are always really good. Yeah, that's something I kind of I miss them because like you used to have always like those indie bundles would just be like ten random games like every day and like you'd buy it for I think it was like ten dollars and you just get some fun and like and so I think that's where a lot of my backlog came from just like those bundles where yeah. you get play games which you hadn't really heard about but could be yeah, kind of fun. I mean, yeah, I mean, like, the Far Cry bundle was, like, $15, but you get, you know, four games out of it. And then, like, you know, I also got, like, the... I, I got a bunch of bundles. Like, I got the Max Payne bundle, so it has uh, Max Payne 1 and 2. Uh, I got a Borderlands bundle, so it has one uh, Borderlands 1 and 2. So those are always, I think, really good. You know, no matter what the price, I think they're always good uh, good deals. Yeah, I go for those big franchise bundles. So, like, the Sega yeah. bundle or, like, the Ubisoft bundle. And then yeah, yeah. They're like, you know, for 50 bucks, you literally get, like, 35 games that are all, like, Sega or Ubisoft. I like when they do, like, the Sega Classics. They did that bundle a while back where you had all these, like, old school games just put in a bundle. It's, like, oh, man. Like, yep. it's, it's, it's rough because you, you will spend a ton of money because it's not the big purchase. It's a little too tiny $2 one, the $1 here. One dollar indie game, and yeah, before you know it, you've just... yeah. That's why I don't use my credit card at the Steam sale. I only use gift cards because I don't. <laughs> I don't want to like wind up with a huge credit card statement. So yeah, you got to control yourself somehow, right? Yeah. So I just then, I um, just use gift cards. So the other obvious question is like, okay, have you finished off all the games you bought from last oh. year's Steam oh, sale? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, no. It's not like do it. it. Tony, you that was that was a good joke. I liked your joke there. So. Seriously, man. <laughs> no, I mean, it's one of those, you know, because when you consider that, like, you know, so far I've spent probably at least, like, 50 to $60, you know, so, you know, for the price of, you know, a full price, you know, if, like, for a full retail game, you know, that I could have gotten for a console, I've gotten, you know, probably at least 15 to 20 other games out of that. So it's it's you know, too good of a, it's too good of a deal. Think of it as, like, Black Friday for just digital games. It's 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 amazing. Yeah. And like the prices are too good to give up, and yeah, but like you end up buying so much, you don't you play maybe, maybe if you're lucky, you play maybe half of them throughout the year. But a lot of times, I just buy games because just to if they're on sale, I do it just like to support the developer. So like you know, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic one and two were on sale last year for you know like three or four dollars. I've played and beaten those games 
two dozen times, but it's like, mm-hmm. hey, you know what? I don't own it on Steam. Let me throw some bu- let me throw some money that way, so that way you know Bioware can see some royalty from that. But I do little things like that, especially when it's a you know a developer I like or there's some sort of there's some sort of admiration I have for that title. So I'd be like, yeah, I like these games. So am I gonna play it? God no, fuck no, like never gonna happen. But why not? Oh, what about um, hard drive space? Does that ever become an issue? No, they no, because like I usually you like to download the stuff, so like right, yeah, unless like, you actually want to play it, so it's not a huge issue. Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay, so I, you I, just have it in your download list or something, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Your Steam library just has a list of like all the games that you own, and then you just like you can install it or delete it whenever you want. So that's what I just only I only keep like a certain like the games that I play all the time I keep installed, and then like whatever I'm playing at the moment I'll keep installed, and then once I finish it I'll just delete it. So. Yeah. By the way, I'm looking at a tweet now because I was on Twitter raging over this shotcast situation, and David's like, "I sabotaged it, our former host, <laughs> motherfucker. I knew it was you." Um, okay, I want to ask you, what do you guys think about all these other sales that are coming up now? Do you think they're trying to mimic the, I guess, the success of Steam, like PSN has one, even Ubisoft is having one. It's like everybody's having a summer sale now. Good. That like game's cheap. <laughs> yeah, I think it's good. I actually like that was one of the big things I liked with um like when when PSN started doing it and Xbox Live, you know, like uh, Xbox Live started doing it, like you know, following that model because like it, it you know, even though like I kind of go more to Steam for digital games, like having that option of getting like you know, like I think it, uh like last year I got uh, Tomb Raider, I played it on 360, I got it for 20 bucks, like it was on sale, which you know was a good deal at the time, so. Yeah, it, it makes you play, and you know, it makes you buy and maybe play games that you weren't even really thinking about. But when you see that, like, you know, like most people maybe won't play Brothers: A Tale of Two Sons, but when they see it's three dollars and it's like, oh, I've heard some good things about it, I wasn't really quite sure. It's like if you hate the game, you've only spent three dollars, and that's the way I'm seeing, you know, and that's the way I see it because there's a lot of games I'm just kind of iffy about, especially like some indie games like, you know, like Bleed or like Binding of Isaac, which I think I've only played twice, but I'm like, I actually really want to play this game. It's ninety nine cents. Like it's not gonna hurt me. Um, I'll get to it eventually, but at least this way I have it. And oh, so much. The other thing is like, um, like Ray- I bought Rayman Legends because it was on a like, flash sale. Because it's like last year when that came out, I didn't buy it because I th- I was I think I had was playing something else. But it's another way of bringing games to my attention that sort of slipped past a year or two back. Yeah, especially like you said, Tony. Like it's at a good time when it's in the summer when you know there aren't as many releases coming out. So it's a perfect time to kind of have that. Yeah, and then the other thing I was thinking about is because everybody always talks about that. Because I mean, it's even called the summer draft for a reason, Don. But I mean, with all these sales, do you think it's even justified to call it that? There's not, you can't really have a drought anymore with so many games on sale now. Yeah, no, but I mean, like, I think the drought is kind of just more for new releases, you know. But when you take into consideration, like, Steam and then, like, uh, Good Old Games is probably going to be doing, or uh, Green, Green Man Gaming, I think, is probably yeah. going to be doing their sale shortly after this. Um, you know, because traditionally, for me, the summer was kind of my time to catch up on Backlog and, you know, just go through titles, you know. Not, not that the Steam sale really helps that, but, you know. It, <laughs> yeah, uh, it's making things worse. It's, just, it's just like, you know, I, I feel like I finish one title and then the Steam sale, I end up buying 12 more, but, you know. Um, yeah, no, but I think the Steam sale, you know, is is a good part of that, you know, sort of summer thing, like just helping you get new titles and new games to play when there aren't as many new releases coming out. Yeah, it's interesting how things have changed, though, because I remember there was a time where there really was a summer drought. I'd be like, oh, my God, I have no games to play. And I was like, I have too much to play during the I, entire year. I feel like that's becoming less and less of a thing, though, because, you know, like especially now that you're getting games like Watch Dogs that released in May or last year yeah. we had The Last of Us that released in June. So I feel like even though there aren't, like, it's not like, you know, November or March when there's, like, tons of stuff coming out, 
but you're, you know, now you're getting those one or two games that'll come out during the summer and like, you know, be able to hold you over until, you know, stuff stuff starts coming out in the fall. Yeah, and usually May is when Rockstar would release their games too, so they kind of yeah. bucked that trend too, which is nice. Yep. Yeah, but they yeah, still rock, to... Rockstar. Rockstar is the one that kind of comes to mind for me because I remember like when Red Dead came out a couple years ago in May, and that was like all I played all summer pretty much was because that game was able to hold me over for a whole. <laughs> yeah, that summer, is a game so. that could hold you over for yeah. an entire or, summer. Uh, yeah, that or Ellie Noir I played for a while too. So that's a game that's always on sale, so you can always find it for like five bucks. Oh yeah, Ellie Noir is like a pretty frequently on sale one. But it's so amazing, guys! Come on. I like Ellie Noir. I like Ellie. A lot of people gave a shit. I really like that game. I, because I think they were expecting a Grand Theft Auto, and like that just wasn't the case. Yeah. Yeah, just because it's an open world game doesn't mean it's Grand Theft Auto. A lot of people were saying that about um, Watch Dogs, too. Like, how come this isn't like Grand Theft Auto? It's not supposed to be. It's a different game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's not called Grand Theft Auto. Do you see Grand Theft Auto on the box? No. So stop it. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I'm all for these sales, obviously, because sales are good. It just makes the backlog a lot worse. Doesn't hurt because it means you you technically will always have something to play. Yes, this is true. All right, so that's about that. So let's get into some some crazy stuff happened this week actually. Uh, PlayStation Now, um, people are very happy with the pricing on it. I know shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, how, what is this like? What's the cheapest one? It's like fifteen dollars for three months, and that's only one game, right? No, I like the uh, the five dollars for three hours or some nonsense like that. Yeah, it's like what the fuck? <laughs> Let me pull up the pricing right now. Yeah, but, pull up the pricing, please. I, yeah, actually, this is interesting because like I haven't actually read about the pricing. I like I knew it was probably going to be really expensive. Um, but you know, I, I I I guess we'll get a good laugh out of this and see what okay, the pricing so, actually is. Uh, so I just pulled this up really quick. So let's say Final Fantasy thirteen two. Yeah, okay. Uh, for four hours, five dollars. For seven you can't, even, days. can't even finish the tutorial for that game. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, so for oh, cheap joke. Seven days is eight dollars. Thirty days is fourteen dollars, and ninety days is thirty. Okay, fine. You can buy that game used for about twenty bucks and play it forever. And play it and own now, it forever. I think. I think for the, what was it? It was seven days for eight dollars. Seven days for eight dollars, which is actually that's. That's not too bad, because like when I think back to like when I used to like rent games at Blockbuster and stuff like that, that was pretty much that same price. Was like, I think it was maybe about a, four days, right? Yeah, I think it was about like four or five days for a new game release if you rented it, like you know back then, back when yeah. Blockbusters actually existed. Um, but it really depends on the game, because it's like you know when yeah. you think of like the you know like Transformers, you know what? I'll pay eight bucks to try it out for a week. Yeah, but something like the you know, achievements but, or the trophy, I get the trophies. Yeah, something like Final Fantasy, you're gonna need a lot more than eight days yeah. to finish. So. But you have to use your discretion. Like, I, I guess, yeah, I guess maybe when you think about it, yeah, maybe thirty, you know, thirty bucks for ninety days. It's like you know, you're eventually gonna trade it in anyway at some point. Yeah, I, I think I, I would prefer a subscription service or at least some sort of tiered structure yeah. where it's like I would, yeah, I would pay I, fifty a month. I think the expectation for PlayStation now, when it was first announced, was that it would be Netflix for games. So it'd be like seven or eight bucks, and you get like access to whatever, which you know would have been awesome if they were able to do that. But just with the amount, you know, it it probably wasn't going to happen. Right, but like I I think they should switch to a subscription model. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> yeah, the used copy of Final Fantasy Thirteen. A hundred dollars a month for. <laughs> no, but seriously, what do you think about maybe seventy dollars a year or something? Would that be like? No, Good? I don't think they could do seventy dollars a year. What about a hundred a year? No, I don't you, think. I, I don't do think 
if they're charging thirty dollars for ninety days, it's not going to happen. Well, to be why are they charging over price, dude? I think they, they, it's like this is digital shit. You know why do you have to? Well, here's the thing. You you have to think when you do a year, and you know Michael Pachter talk about this when he gets free games. The company who makes the game has to get a cut. So think of like Netflix. They have to pay royalties for everything that's there. So an average game is sixty dollars. So that means if if you do a hundred dollars a a year for like for everything, that means the developer who makes whatever game you're playing is maybe roughly getting what seventy five cents every time you download. Yeah, but this isn't the primary means of getting the most of their money. You know what I mean? It's just like a side thing. No, it's no, gotta be. It would for for it to work, it ha- it would have to be a monthly subscription that's fairly high. So like, I think if you pay the price of a game a month to access a full library of games, I think that's fair. I, I you don't. Know what? Yeah, yeah. You're I don't right think about that. price structure works because if you, like if you go by a title basis, the numbers don't make any sense. Yeah, they really don't. Yeah, you know what? Sixty dollars a month because that's you're right. That's just a game. Yeah, most people buy a game a month, and if you yeah. tell me sixty dollars a month. I can I can get away I can get away with downloading and maybe, no more not download but streaming practically um, like I think that's more fair and I mean like I said it's still in beta I think they're gonna find that sweet spot and like I think the thirty days for fourteen dollars because when you do it per title that's expensive dude yeah that's what I'm saying like it has to be sixty for the entire thing not just for one title that's ridiculous you know but I think they're gonna play around with these numbers a bit. Yeah, they need to adjust it. Um, that's what I was saying because I'm in the beta now, but I'm like, wait, I don't want to pay for all this stuff. <laughs> but wait, if you're in the beta, do you have to pay these amounts? Or? Yes, like otherwise you can't touch the games. Because I figure for the beta, they should just make this. They should just make them free, and then no, once no, they're, they're not free. Out, that's why I assume I got the, I got into the beta. I'm like, why do I have to pay three dollars for this game? I'm like, what the hell's going on here? You, you know, really need to try and see if they're actually. Oh no, you know what? It was the if you were in the beta prior to it. People were playing the games for free because there wasn't yeah. no pricing attached. So it was more to see like, does this work? But yeah, it's weird to do that in a beta to charge people money unless they do what they did with like Retribution Blacklight. Is just we're gonna refund your PlayStation money points to so you can rent more nonsense. But, <laughs> but yeah, I'd, I'd like to see that turn into a subscription service just because these numbers they don't quite add up. Because I mean, like if I'm gonna pay thirty bucks for ninety days, I might as well just own the game. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah, so you're right, man. They just need to work out the kinks because it's a little steep right now. And it makes me wonder how the game actually, how the games are actually working. You know, if the games are working fine, or I, like I, I worry about someone like Thomas who's all the way in like Australia, and I was like, I don't know what his broadband's like, and like, will, <laughs> will, will you be able to handle the like 40 gig download of a Final Fantasy 13 too? Uh, I mean, most people we still have capped internet for the most part, so you go over, and for most people that's not more than. 50, 100 gigabytes a month, so oh. most people aren't really going to be able to use it that effectively. <laughs> I do it on my phone every month, man. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, it's funny you mention that, because look at all these internet problems we're having with this show tonight. Yeah, it's like, yeah how, how good is this thing going to be? Because I played it, I played PlayStation Now um, at E3, but think about it. It's just there. It's an enclosed environment. Of course, it's going to work well. Yeah, I don't know what's going to happen if I try to play tonight, you know? We're doing it from a remote server in the next room. Like, it's tough <laughs> exactly. to get a gauge whether that stuff works because, you know, I mean, they probably have a data center right there in L.A., so who knows? It's like, what if I want to try PlayStation now, right now, after this show, with this <laughs> shitty internet tonight? It ain't going to flow. So Tony's, that's the other thing they need to kind of take into consideration, too. Tony's like, they should call it PlayStation right now. <laughs> yeah, PlayStation right now. So, yeah, so yeah, you just got to work out the kinks. All right, uh, next thing, so Xbox One... It's coming to Japan on September 4th. Uh, they got a list of all the games. I was going to read all these. Like, can you, one of you guys pull them up? Just highlight some of the um, good ones. And um, it's actually selling pretty well over there. Like, pre, like the pre-orders have been like 
just selling out and stuff. So I'll be honest with you, uh, and not to sound too racist, I'm surprised. I think I thought the Japanese would be like, fuck this shit. It's Western. We don't want to touch it. Apparently they do, so that's pretty cool. No, yeah, and it is, I think, surprising just given because the 360 bombed so badly like yeah. in Japan when it released. Yeah, but, um, I pulled up the uh, I pulled up the launch lineup. Uh, if you want me to go through that real quick? Yeah, I mean, I don't, we don't need to go through all 70 games. Just any games that kind of stick out to you. Uh, well, I, I had the list I have has... Uh, okay, so this is just the quick list that I have yeah. from here. Uh, Assassin's Creed 4, Black Flag, Battlefield 4, Call of Duty Ghosts, Child of Light, uh, Crimson Dragon, Dead Rising 3, FIFA 14, Forza Motorsport 5, Halo Spartan Assault, Killer Instinct, Connect Sports Rivals, LocoCycle, uh, what else do we have? Murdered Soul Suspects, um, Plants vs. Zombies Garden Warfare, Rise, Son of Rome, Strider, Thief. So basically, it's pretty much the... the yeah. Life. All the yeah, games on the current Xbox One library are going to be available yeah. at launch for... Yeah, pretty much all the all the launch titles, and then like a bunch of titles that were released like in the last six months, like Titanfall, uh, Tomb Raider is going to be there, Thief, so... Do they have any like Japan, you know, Japanese specific games that are coming out? Um, not that I see. Not in this uh, list. I don't know if there are more. Coming soon stuff like the uh, Natsuki Chronicle or uh, Evil. They're really pushing like the Evil Within and all that kind of nonsense. Like, but yeah. but I don't see any like Japanese specific. No, I don't either. But. Yeah. Psycho Pass, like that's that's all stuff. I guess out. other than like Dead Rising Three, because it's made by Capcom, but. But, you see, I don't think it's entirely true that they would not be into, like, Western things, because, like, yeah, they all have iPhones, which is a, primarily a Western thing. Yeah, that is. That's I true. Think they will, I think there's certain things about Western cultures other countries will adopt, like video games and stuff, or, like, our technology that will be good. It just gotta has, to, has to resonate a little bit with them. And Also, I think, at a, at a glance, I think the Xbox One does look cooler than an Xbox 360, or just, you know, just looks like a nice little piece of hardware you can put in your nightstand or something, but that's, that's not bad for with the... launch, having access to like 70 games, that's, I mean... Yeah, it's pretty damn good. That's a good launch lineup right there. Uh, the reason I was bringing up the whole, um, you know, I, I'm surprised about this is because, I mean, that's been the prevailing thing. Japanese have said Westerners make crappy games, but they, you know, we've pretty much been running things for the last 10 years now, so that's not really the case anymore. So, you know, but I, I, I still need, I knew, I, I read this maybe like two or three years ago, where some people still believe that, some Japanese people still believe that Westerners make shitty games so they won't support us. Uh, I, don't, you know? I don't think that's entirely true. I think that we just don't make the games they like. Maybe they're, yeah. you know, like, you know, we, we, get, we, we sit here like Monster Hunter here in this country doesn't, you know, that's fine. In Japan, it's like, holy shit, Monster Hunter's out. We need to take off from work for a week and play Monster You know, it's just, it's just certain genres do better in certain regions of the world. So, you know, yeah. and, you know, you think of the Xbox 360, that that was primarily just first-person shooters and, third, you know, third-person action games. Like, they may not, they, you know, it just doesn't probably doesn't sit well with them. Yeah, but, exactly. They, but, yeah, yeah, I mean, like, you <laughs> Think of like the 360, and like the only bone I could think that they threw at them when the 360 launch was Blue Dragon when they released that with the 360, and that did terribly in the. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lost Odyssey. Like, oh man, yeah. discovered Odyssey. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, there was like three big Japanese games that came out, and, like, and then that was it. That's no more came out for the 360. Well, think really. about what most people's problem is when a new console comes out is the kind of lack of games at launch. So you're telling me a new console comes out and I have 70 games to choose from. That's, That's really not. Good, you're gonna yeah. find something you like in that. That is true. You so, know, so yeah, good on them. Good for you. And and a lot of people were like, Microsoft shouldn't even bother in Japan, which is such a stupid argument. It's like you're just gonna. That's 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 your business approach. Is just you didn't do well last time. Just don't do it anymore. It's like no, you just figure <laughs> out what to do right. That's that's a very lazy business model. Like yeah, you have to work a little bit harder. Let's not bother. 
let's, yeah. let's, <laughs> let's let's have all this potential money just kind of sit there because you know we may have to learn Japanese or what their culture is like. Like no. Full disclosure, I was one of those idiots. I was like, yeah. don't even bother with Japan. <laughs> Great when I get to call you a fool. It's it's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm doing this for you, George. Um, anyway, <laughs> something else I want to talk about. You don't have to throw this in here. The Metal Gear Solid video that I saw at E3 was available for everyone to see. George, I want to talk to you specifically. What did you think, man? That, wasn't that Peace Walker? Was, oh, the, the, the gameplay demo. Oh, I yes. The, I thought you were talking about the trailer with all the fucking knives and the bone ash. I'm like, what the fuck? No, not that. Not that. The 30-minute <laughs> demo. Oh, the gameplay. Yes. Yes. That was a fantastic demo. And when it was... Yeah, when we said it's like Peace Walker, but huge... I'm like, yeah, it is. That's fantastic. <laughs> I told you, man. <laughs> and, you know, and my biggest Metal Gear problem is I, I never thought the controls were any good for Metal Gear. Like, the best controlling Metal Gear was Peace Walker on the, 360, you know, on the 360 or PS3 because yeah. they, they had to use two sticks, which was like, whoa, that's revolutionary. Um, but, yeah, it looked fine. I mean, the, I, I like the Ground Zero controls, so it looks like they're back again. I love the Fulton thing where you can just Fulton a sheep or a tank or a jeep or just dudes. Like, that's pretty awesome. Um, I love the mother base tour and how it can be attacked and you can yes. like that's really cool. I'm I'm looking forward to it. You know, it just kind of we sit there. I'm like, oh, this that game looks pretty complete to me. I don't know how far along it is, but I'm like, this looks pretty done. But they're like, yeah, not coming out till next year. Don't even worry about it. Yeah, no, the you know Kojima needs to work on that blade of grass and level two. You know, you got to get that just right before this game releases. You know, and there's also a possibility that it's a lot of game. There's like this is two hundred. It's two hundred times bigger than Ground Zeroes, and I'm like. That could be a little bit misleading. Could just be a lot of nothing in between places. Yeah, because it's Afghanistan. That place is pretty much a barren wasteland. So, yeah, yeah mostly, I could believe it's it. mostly mountains, valleys, and villages. So, we'll see how that works. But I, I like the, the horse stealth thing. Looks really stupid in the horse poops. That's kind of ridiculous. <laughs> that was classic Kojima. Though. The horse just takes a shit. I love that your cardboard box is, your cardboard box is super magical because you can pop open. You can close it, and then you can pop out the front. I'm like, boxes don't work like that. <laughs> like, you saw what he did where he jumped out the back of the box, and I'm like, wait, no, boxes are not. And then the box just is perfectly still, and the closes again, and I'm like, these boxes are fucking amazing. Like, this is what your R&D report. Like, yeah, you can recruit people, put them in R&D where they can make equipment for you. I was like, we just made a cardboard box. And it gets airdropped in, and you can drop airdrops on people, which is fantastic. So. It's a very high-tech box, George. Oh, is it? It's it's, box of the future. <laughs> it's it's like crazy technology, man. You know, I like how Snake's uh, metal arm can shake as a rattler, and you can just like attract people, even if you're not behind cover. You can just go, and it comes out. That's a pretty yeah. Cool that was great. Yeah, uh, one of my friends, uh, Kyle Gatto, he said that they should call this game Metal Gear Solid Five: The Fulton Pain. Yes, that's all you saw in this demo. It was great. Hilarious, and and I like and I like that because I thought tonally the game was getting like a little bit too dark to the point. Yeah. Where, like ugh, like. Like I, I I don't want to play a game that's a complete bummer throughout too. I like I like that it kept some levity in there where it's like it's kind of yeah okay fine the Fulton's in is total bullshit but it's kind of hilarious and you need that considering some of the like more like adult and just like really dark themes it's going with and I was just like I kind of need that but then again that is going to be weird how like the gameplay the tone of the gameplay is going to be different than the tone of like the storytelling that's going in especially if they're really going to go down this like really dark and gritty route even though oh here's a horse pooping. Like that's gonna be odd. It's gonna, it's gonna, it, it might have the same issue as maybe like a Wolfenstein, where it's like they want to tell this really dark, gritty story, but then your guy kills a Nazi while he's sleeping, and he goes, "Nighty night," and it's like, oh, <laughs> damn. There was another game that was like that too. It's like this game is really funny gameplay wise, but the story is pretty heavy. 
yeah. or something recent like that. But yeah, I know, I know what you mean. Like they're going to be at odds with each other. But I kind of, yeah, like I said, uh, I kind of personally like that myself because you need that levity in there because it's too heavy. You know, I, I would always play Metal Gear. I mean, as much as I'm its biggest biggest credit, I will always play Metal Gear. Like I'm, I'm usually there day one playing it and just sitting through that story. Like what? At, nano machines? What? Why? What? I don't get this. Lolly Lule with us, but. <laughs> You play through it, you just kind of, you give yourself up to the, like, absurdity of Metal Gear, and you just play through and see what happens, but... Yeah, and you love every second of it. Yeah, you kind of enjoy it, or even, if, or even you, you, like, you know, hate play it for a while, even if you're not really big on the story, just because it's something, you know, it's something new, and that, you know, it's ridiculous, and sometimes you need to sit through something ridiculous to feel alive. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. And uh, more Metal Gear news. So David Hayter, he went on Twitter again saying, I'm not going to be in Metal Gear Solid 5. Stop asking me about it. I feel like no one's asking him, honestly. <laughs> oh, they are, they are. People are still going, you're going to be in it, right? You're going to be in it. No. Well, I mean, he got to the point where he got fed up with it. He's like, listen, guys, seriously, I'm not in the game. They didn't ask me. Stop it. So how much do you feel like this is like an epic trolling thing? Where he's yeah, like, well, that's yeah, like the comments on that Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, Thomas, say that again. Uh, the, a lot of the comments on the article that um, about uh, David Hayter not being in it, it's just like, oh, I don't believe you. It's going to be a troll. He's definitely going to be in it. Yeah, and I'm because there's a like, history of that kind of thing. Yeah, I, I I understand that, but at the same time, it's kind of like you guys are. This is wishful thinking. It's not going to happen. They're not going to tell. I don't know. I I really don't see. Like, if this is a troll, that's going on. This is going to be a that's going to be a, a troll on this on the level of um you know, Joaquin Morgren, you know, it's going to be like that, so who knows, but I doubt it. And also, to be perfectly honest, I didn't really find David Hayter's performance as Solid Snake all that great. It's just, Look, I'm going to be, I'm going to be really gra- honest here. Gravelly voiced, do, gravelly gruff voice soldier, like, we've heard that before, like, we've heard, yeah, I, 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 I just, I any, think... any decent voice, that, voice actor can do that Solid Snake voice, but, you know, he just had such, like, long ties to the series that, you know, yeah. like, I guess... Yeah, but look, I'll say this: as much as I love David Hayter, all right, he doesn't need yeah. to be here. Yeah, no, as much as I love David Hayter, I'm I was one of the people. I'm like, you know what? That's fine. They kind of need a little bit more of a serious actor because David Hayter's putting on a voice. Kiefer Sutherland's not really doing too much on voice. He's pretty much just talking as himself. He's angry, you know. He's doing a tired Jack Bauer, which I always appreciate. Yeah. So yeah, I really, yeah, people just give it up, just stop. I mean, and think about it like this: you you can just decide, you know what? He's not going to be in the game, and if he is in the game, you could be pleasantly surprised. But exactly. if like, not, then yeah, he'll, probably, he'll probably voice the Solid Snake that kills Big Boss. Spoiler alert! But it happens. <laughs> it happened already. <laughs> oh man! So yeah, that, that, I kind of wish that's that twist of the game where it's like three quarters through, you just play a Solid Snake. Going through Zanzibar and fighting fucking Gray Fox in a minefield, and then you have to kick the shit out of Big Boss. Will, will he be naked though? Oh, he better be. <laughs> that'll be, that'll be uh, yeah, Big Boss just strips. I'm naked snake again. I can't do a good keeper Sutherland. I'm naked snake again. Damn it! Call me a lot of time. A lot of time. Where's the bomb? <laughs> All right. Uh, speaking about really dark and heavy games, uh, The Last of Us Remaster. This is nice. Uh, it's gonna only cost fifty dollars because people already played this game. Eh, should have been forty. I agree. It should have been forty. And um, here's something what interesting. Was, um, sorry. What was um, Tomb Raider? Was that forty? No, that was sixty. That was sixty. Really? It was yep. Sixty. The PC was fifty. The definitive one. Yeah, yeah. The definitive one for consoles was sixty dollars. Damn. So this one is fifty. And here's the thing, because apparently when the pre-order went up for this game. 
it was sixty dollars, but now that they you know brought it down to fifty, they're giving people a ten dollar discount. So that's nice. But I'm with George. Should have been forty dollars. This game I think, is old. I think so, yeah, or at least given like a better option. I think for people that already own the game to um to get like a discount on it. I mean, yeah. it is including the DLC. It is. Um, and I guess some of the multiplayer DLC on there, too. So I'm like, value-wise, I mean, I, I guess so. That's that's like the equivalent of getting the season pass on there. So, or whatever the DLC to add it up. Yeah, but, and uh, Left I Behind mean, is a really good DLC, too, man. I mean, I'll, I'll, probably, I'll probably get it because I never played the DLC. And I actually really kind of like that multiplayer. And Interesting. I like, and I like the link that you can do with your multiplayer. You can hook up your Facebook there so the survivors that die are like your Facebook friends. So it's like, Tony Polanco died of malaria. I'm like, Tony. I'm like, <laughs> it was fucking Oregon Trail, man. <laughs> it was like so-and-so got killed in like a gun mishap. And you're like, oh, that sucks. Or this person died of hunger. Because, you know, you have to you, you pick fireflies or the crazies or something. And you kind of have to keep your camps up. So that's, that's really neat. But you know, we'll see what happens. Yeah, and then the other thing about this game is supposedly there may be a bundle with the PS4. Uh, this was listed on a French Amazon, so take make of that what you will. Uh, but no, yeah, that... Amazon France is a very reliable source for leaks because like I've reported on probably at least five from Amazon France. So and they've all come true. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> they just they pulled the trigger a little too early on a lot of that stuff because I think I think a lot of their. Uh, e- commerce, like when they set up those little thumbnails of like those pages, I think they're supposed to be scheduled and a lot of times they just don't give a fuck and be like, alright, I'm done. <laughs> put it, just put it up. We'll make it live. Yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's kind of interesting that they would be doing that, but then again, it makes sense because that is one of the biggest games for, uh, that came out for PS3, so, you know, this would be a good bundle for PS4 for those who haven't even bought it yet, you know? Yeah. And, you know, it's, it has all the bells and whistles, right? 1080p, 60 frames, all that I mean, shit. When you right? think about it, if you've, never, if you've never played or purchased the game before, then you're just, 60 bucks is just the price of a new game. Like, I yeah, guess pretty much. I guess because since we played it already, we just kind of like, nah, I should play less for it. But they're, I don't think they're doing it for me. They're doing it, it's like, no, we want to you know, give something to people who went to the new console. Or, well, yeah. See, yeah, I mean, there's a fair number of guys I know who, they, they bought a 360, but they've gone to a PS4. And so for them, they never played uh, Last of Us on the PS3. So it's, I think that's kind of part of mm. who it's sort of aimed at, that group who hasn't, didn't, never played it on PS3. New to me. Yep. I'll probably still end up buying it anyway because <laughs> yeah, I really like that yeah. game. Yeah, yeah, and I'm actually at the point where I want to play it again because I, I remember after playing it, I'm like, I don't, I love this game. I don't want to play it again. This is too heavy. Now I'm at the point where I'm like, okay, I think I'm good. Enough time. Enough time has passed for you to grieve. Like exactly, it's over. Just just those first ten minutes, man. I remember oh, yeah. I played that yeah, game. I'm just to skip that opening, honestly. Oh, <laughs> Dude, and I, I played that beginning because my friend came over. He actually gave the game to me. Like, it was just 10 a.m. I'm still kind of tired. I'm playing this game. When I wake up, I'm a little bit emotionally unstable, right? So I'm playing this game. I'm like, oh, God, why? That's horrible. I don't know if you're this in the morning. You sound like a mental patient. Like, what is yeah. this? Like, oh, God, no, no. Why the little girl? This is how Tony would play uh, video games, Mystery Soul. Yeah. Uh, and I then later on in the day, I'm just going, yo, that's fun. Tony's first two hours of every morning is just... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, it's just a jumbled mess, and then everything gets straightened. Yeah, and then at night, of course, I'd just be playing. And tears and just feces on the wall. Like, what What's going on in your place? <laughs> Dude, I, in my mind, I don't know what's happening there. I don't want to know. <laughs> now I'm thinking about that other scene. Um, yeah, yeah, oh my god, that game was horrible, actually. Let's, let's talk about the last of us. I, I want to, like... Go to bed with like good dreams tonight. Yeah. Oh, we're about to give. We're about to end this just fine. Um, happy birthday, twenty third birthday to Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, yeah. 
<laughs> you're like, fuck it, I don't care about them. Um, I want to bring that up. What are some of you guys' um, favorite Sonic games? My favorite of all time is Sonic CD. I love that game, man, to death. Um, my favorites? Uh, I, I really liked uh, Sonic Adventure 2 a lot. That one was really, really fun. Oh, yeah, you're right. I liked that one, too. Was, Sonic Adventure 2 was great. Awesome music. And by awesome, I mean ter- terrible to listen to now, but at the time, it was fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, other, and um, there was one, uh, I think it was Sonic, I have to look it up. Sonic R, I think was the name of it. It was like a racing game. Uh, it was a really random one, but that one was fun, too. Um. But, yeah, I mean, I haven't really enjoyed later Sonic games as much because they've kind of gone downhill most of the time. But uh, they're really... Oh, Sonic Sonic Advance also is an excellent Sonic game. Good one. I like uh, Sonic & Knuckles. It always kind of sticks out for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good Sonic one. and Knuckles with Sonic Three on top. Yes, um, <laughs> that was, I think that was maybe the best Sonic game, or maybe Sonic Two. Uh, yeah, Sonic Two is really good. Yeah, well, well, I mean, with me, I pretty much love all the all the two D Sonics. After After Sonic Adventure, they kind of lost me. Oh, Sonic we can all agree that like Sonic, we can agree that like Sonic Two is the best Sonic game, right? Um, that is safe as much. I'm gonna say okay, because this is a distinction. Yes, I will say that is the best Sonic game. My favorite is still Sonic CD, though. You you understand what I'm trying to say, right? Yes, 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 yes. yes. That has okay, a place in your so heart. Some people don't seem to make that say, what do you mean? If it's your favorite, that means it's the best. No. But I, but I also like that Sonic Adventure, because if you had the Dreamcast, you get you get your little chow-chow on your VMU. and you can, Yes, like, bring it back. <laughs> that was really awesome. Like, that was... That was a good use of like really dumb peripherals. It's like, <laughs> it's your memory card that you can play with. I'm like, what? <laughs> what? Holy shit. That's Dude, insane. I remember yeah when when I because I got Sonic's um adventure on the day it came out um nine nine ninety nine remember that uh, nine nine ninety nine 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 <laughs> yes I love those commercials amazing yeah man. and then like just the, the, the beginning scene where you're just going down the the beach and that <laughs> whale's just destroying stuff remember that that was awesome yeah. And then I replayed the game a few years later. I'm like, this game isn't that good, is it? It's horrible. And when you go back, it's kind of like the worst thing ever. But the thing is, if you go back to Sonic 2, you're still like, this is still great. It holds up. I mean, a good platformer holds up after all this time. I mean, some pe- people who go back and play Super Mario World, it's just something about it that just like it just works. Oh, yeah. Super How about Mario you, Thomas? World. Were you a Sonic person? Uh, there's a reason I've been quiet. It's because, no, I haven't really ever played a Sonic... Like, I've played bits and pieces, but I've never sat down and played a full Sonic game. I should boot you from this call right <laughs> now. Well, see, I don't feel like I was like, I'm going to when I say it. See, this is the thing about Sonic. Unless you've played Sonic in the past, you have no appreciation for it because current Sonic games suck. Yes. But you can't say that about Mario games because some people are like, oh, I like Mario Sunshine. That's my favorite Mario game. You know what? That's a great fucking Mario game. So if you tell me that was your first and favorite... I'm okay with that, but like, yeah, yeah who's gonna, what are you going to say your favorite Sonic game? Oh, you know, All-Star Racing. I'm like, what? I mean, <laughs> yeah, I think just Sonic, Sonic has gone through so many different games and so many genres and all that. I think a lot of that is dependent on kind of nostalgia, like just nostalgia for the original games, and, and then and just, they, they can't live up to those. And, and it's like Clockwork, every year they keep trying to force Sonic down our throat with like a new gimmick. I, I think if we gave Sonic a break for like three or four years, and then just bring back this really weird 2D, like, updated 2D version of it. I think people will go nuts again, but, like, I think we need a, I think we need to... I think it needs to be longer than three or four years. I think well, it needs... Long enough for people... <laughs> Ryan's like, give it a generation, <laughs> get, like... <laughs> it has to be long enough for people to be like, oh, man, you know what would be cool what, if a Sonic game came out? People are like, yeah, right, remember Sonic? Like, that... Like, you need that, that conversation to happen, but that won't happen <laughs> if giving him, like, scarves and, like... That's honestly like at E3 was like one of the like the like like 
absolute like surprise things I wished for was like a Crash Bandicoot, just like you know, just a new one to come out, just because that would be awesome. Like, ten years, like, but yeah. even ten years, like you know, when you tell your kids and it's like, oh man, Dad, you've ever the Sonic game? And I'm like. Yes, why? It's like, yeah, they're coming out. It looks awesome. Like, they did it. They finally did it right. <laughs> like, it's it's going to be like that. Like, we're going to be old men by the time they make a decent Sonic game. Because I feel like that's, it's still Sega's franchise, but it's like, they kind of have to let it go. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Just... Sonic is it's, like, it's interesting you bring out Crash Bandicoot because that kind of had exactly the same thing as Sonic, whereas, like, by the end, it was just like, no, we've had enough of all these, like, little gimmicky things what you're yeah. making a new game you every year. My friend had that and it was okay, but it was still like yeah. stop with all the Crash Bandicoot, please. Yeah, you go back to like the original three Crash Bandicoot games and they still are fantastic. They they hold up really, really well. But you go and play like, you know, the the ones that came after on like PS two and all that stuff and they're just not they, they, they just don't hold up as well. Yeah, it's a damn shame. Man. You're right about that because till this day Mario still has really good games. Sonic, not so much. And, well, remember Sonic Four? They, okay, because I was, I was like, when I saw it, the trailer, I'm like, oh my god, this is it. It's a 2D Sonic game just with some 3D stuff. That's fine. Then you actually play as like, what's wrong with it? Why does it continue? I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, that was actually not bad. But at this point, we were so like desensitized to Sonic. People were just like, I don't care. Like, it, nah, dude. I remember, like they messed up the controls with that. I'm like, wait, did the old games control this badly? That I went back to the Sonic. One? I'm like, no, it controls fine. There's something. Button. How do you, all all three buttons are the same thing? How did no, they do it? Okay, when you're when you keep when you run, you can like if you hit forward, you go up, you know, a hill, no problem. In that game. I don't know what happened. Sonic just stops halfway up the hill. It's like, no, you're supposed to keep going, Sonic. What's wrong with you, man? Yeah, that game was just, like, fucked up in so many ways. That really, I, I remember uh, on my blog, I wrote a really scathing editorial about that because I was so angry that they messed up Sonic. Like, here it is. It's 2D, and you guys screwed it up. Stop the franchise. <laughs> oh, I, man. I, I feel the same way about Sonic. Well, when people have that argument, I always go back to like comic books, and it's like, hey, listen, your favorite Sonic still exists. It's out there in some way, shape, or form. In another uh, world. <laughs> yeah, it it does. You know, the, these new Sonics is you know these new Sonics or new comics don't diminish what you grew up with. It doesn't lessen that. Like the no, Michael Bay Ninja Turtles is ruining my childhood. I'm like, really? Like, do you somehow we're gonna is watching this movie gonna make you forget about all the good Ninja Turtles all of a sudden? Where this like this weird version is gonna be the only version you know? It's like, no, that's not how it works, moron. Like. That movie looks terrible, by the way, just saying. Really? I think it looks kind of neat. It looks fucking like, horrible, dude. I'm sorry. I think, it looks, I think it looks bad. I think it looks, it looks like shit. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch it and like, probably get it. I was, like, I was sitting there. I was like, was, but yeah, was my childhood ruined? Like, no, I'm not going to magically forget the CBS Saturday morning cartoons. I was like, no, those were fucking awesome. It was, <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah. Stuff. That was awesome. So, yeah, hopefully Sonic will come back, you know. Good form. I mean, dude, we, we see 2D games getting reborn, like Strider. Strider was fucking great. You know, bring a Sonic back like that, or like Mighty Number no. 9. I, that's what I want. Just take anyway. a kid, Sonic. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm, I'm just being a fool. Anyway, uh, let's wrap this up with what, what we've been playing. Um, yeah, let's. I'll start this off. Uh, Battle Princess of Arcadia is one of these weirdo Japanese games where you're like, who were you made for? And why are you brought to America? I don't understand this. Um, it, it's like a it's like a hybrid of an action game and like an RPG. The action it's game based on RPG. an anime. Is it based on an anime? I'm asking. Is it based on an anime? I have absolutely no idea. 
I don't know what's happening. The game isn't even dubbed. It's just Japanese audio, which is actually not that bad because I need to skip the dialogue even faster because I have no idea what the hell's happening in this game. The combat is like a watered-down version of Dragon's Crown. I'm playing this. I'm like, can I play Dragon's Crown instead? This isn't that fun. <laughs> I'm like totally giving the review away. So yeah, I'm not, you know, it's one of those games like that probably shouldn't just stay in Japan. No, I'm playing see, that. I, see, I think it's good to bring these games over just because, you know, it probably doesn't cost that much. Yeah, I don't know. Price wise, and you know, it's probably, I gotta review it. That's why I'm saying it. <laughs> and it probably does have an audience, and it probably does have. An, I think it is based off some sort of anime or like a potch potch of animes or something. Where yeah, you know, it'll 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 find some footing here, but had a yeah, feeling you probably weren't gonna dig it too much. Yeah, it's not my type, man. Um, and then I'm playing uh, was it Atelier Rorona? Because I'm the resident Atelier guy now. <laughs> um, the, like I said, you know, about the last Atelier game, it's a good game if you're into that sort of stuff. I do appreciate the fact that it kind of takes the RPG thing and twists it on its head. It's like, instead of focusing on combat, it focuses more on the alchemic part, you know, just, you know, combining all this shit. That's kind of cool. I mean, it's not my thing, but I, I at least understand what they're trying to go for, and that's okay. And this is, um, it's called Atelier Rorona Plus, which is actually a remake of the one that came out on PS3 um, Chad Ackerman actually reviewed that game. I don't know if I'll be giving it as much praise as he did, but uh, you know, no, yeah. I think, actually, I think I actually reviewed that game. Did you for um, no, your old site, right? PS3, right? For Atlas. Yeah. yeah, I think I did. Years ago, I reviewed that game. Actually, did not hate it. Yeah, I, mean, I don't I, hate it. I didn't it's know just... what was happening. I think I actually, yeah, I think I actually completed that game, and I left there. I'm like, oh, that, that was definitely a JRPG. But um, <laughs> that J is very prominent in that yeah, JRPG. Like it's a capital JRPG. Like, <laughs> you know, I think it was serviceable. And then I think if you're a fan of the franchise, you you'll probably dig it because you're looking, you're probably looking for those same mechanics and you know that certain style of play. But uh, yeah, that's actually the one I mean. It's funny you mentioned that. I was like, I, why does it sound so goddamn familiar? I was like, oh yeah, because you reviewed it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That happens. Like, did I review? Like, I did review that game, didn't I? It's so weird. many years just passed. When you're seeing reboots of games you've reviewed like years ago, like that, it's we're getting to that territory, which seems kind of insane. Especially when like the you know the Mass, Attra- Mass Effect trilogy HD comes out, and it's like, oh my god, I reviewed these games. Like I have to re-review this shit again. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I remember when. Yeah, they, they had a collection that came out like last year or two years ago. I was like, wait. I review this. I review these games already. I, I don't. Yeah, but you're right. It's kind of interesting. So yeah, I'll just review it from you know my angle. Like this is what I thought of the game. Um, like you said, it's not that bad. It's just for a certain demographic of people. Um, anyway, Thomas, what have you been playing, man? I've been. I bought the Mass Effect three bundle. Sorry, not Mass Effect. Max Payne bundle. <laughs> <laughs> That's what, so yeah, I've been diving through lots of doors in slow motion, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> but that face he does, he's like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> first I was like, "Wow, okay, that's pretty cool." You, you know, that's uh, oh, uh you're playing uh, Max Payne one and two, right? Yeah, yeah, those two at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Th- I love that the face of Sam Lake, pretty, pretty much the head of Remedy. The thing is, like, I, I've, yes. I've seen him before I played the game, so it's like now, like when I see the Max Payne face, I think this, it's Sam Lake, not like I don't see yeah. Sam Lake and think Max Payne. I see Max Payne and think Sam Lake. How great is it when you see those Quantum Break videos when he's like, you know, we want to mend in like TV and video game at the same time, and I'm like. Jump through a window! Because <laughs> he even kept his haircut and everything. He just Yeah, exactly. He, just waiting for he looks exactly video. the same. I don't know how he does it, but he looks exactly the same as he does in, like, in that game. Yeah, because I think they did the whole facial capture thing. It was like, oh no, we need a face for that. He's like, I'll do it, whatever. Like, Who's going to know? Like, no. like, That's Max Payne. Max Payne is talking really nicely and has a weird accent. Like, What is going on? <laughs> Anything else? Uh, no, that's it for me. 
All right, uh, Ryan, what about you, man? Uh, I have not had much time to play games lately, other than yeah. other than the game of, uh, building badges in the Steam Summer Sale. All right. <laughs> no, I haven't sold badges. No, I just I just sold my trading cards, but um. Playing the market. Yeah, I uh, I was gonna say it's uh yeah it's just been refreshing the Steam uh, Steam Sale page for lately. A, a little bit of Hearthstone, but otherwise that's been it. Oh, Hearthstone is so good. Yeah, <laughs> I'm still yeah I'm still playing a little bit of that, but that's it. And then, oh, and then uh, I'm gonna be sorry. I'm gonna be uh, reviewing Valiant Hearts Great War. I'm reviewing the 360 version, uh, so I'm looking forward to playing that. You didn't start playing that yet, did you? No, I just downloaded it before we started. So. Oh man, I wanted to ask you about it. Okay, oh. save that for next week, I guess. Yeah. Uh, what about you, man? I'm playing this uh, cute little indie game called Spoiler Alert for review. Um, doesn't come out till next week, but I think we'll probably review up sometime over the weekend, maybe. Assuming I get around to, because I'm lazy. Um, also playing a lot of Titanfall because my brother, my brother, my younger brother just bought an Xbox One, and he was like, "Hey, let's get this Titan. I'm gonna play this Titanfall thing." I was like, oh, "Awesome!" So it's good to play that with a person. So I'm back playing Titanfall. And I forgot how much fun it is, especially when you're playing with someone who's kind of got your back or like kind of knows how kind of a train wreck you are playing video games. So good support. And I might do some Battlefield 4 also tonight. So get get a good squad going. I mean. And uh, I don't know. Maybe I'll probably play something that I bought off Steam. Like I should probably try Far Cry Three. Like I did. I you should. I, I confess to <laughs> Ryan's like yes, yes, yes. I confess to only playing maybe half hour of it and saying, oh, this looks like a good game. I think I think, I think you just need like an hour. Like once you get past kind of the story stuff and yeah, it's not, yeah, yeah. Once, like, when you start just running around the island, that's when it really starts getting fun. Yeah, because that's what I feel like. It's like after the first hour or so, like when it introduces the story and all that stuff, and it just tells you, okay, go on this island and go have fun. That's when it's that's when it's great. So, yeah, so I can't I can't wait for that. So we'll see what just happens. Get get in a fight with a tiger or like have you know like a, have a pack of hyenas like rip par- guys apart and tell me that's not fun because it, it is. <laughs> uh, George, are you gonna try out the expedition DLC for Timefall? I already have it. Uh, the maps are really cool. It's just uh, one of them is the uh, my favorite is the War Games one where it's a malfunctioning simulator. Oh yeah, so, that was cool. A lot of, so it's like you know an urban area, but then the walls give away, and it's like there's a lot of graphical glitches that are purposely there. Like oh, there's supposed to be a tank here that's just phasing in and out, or like it's cool when you kill an opponent. It's almost like if you kill the simulator, so you're technically fighting. The players are supposed to be simulator. So when you kill someone, they just kind of dissipate into like digital nonsense. But and then there's one that's like uh, a jungle one where it's like high trees and looks like Endor, which is kind of neat. Yeah, I played that one at E3. That was pretty cool. That one, that one's really neat. I'm forgetting what that third one is, but uh, but the is it like an industrial complex or something? Oh, correct. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, but yeah, I mean it's a lot of fun. Like more Titanfall. There's a huge update coming where they're gonna put like Titan emblems on and they add a couple of new modes and they've been really really up. They've been really current with just like updating and like balancing tweak, so, you know, now when you put your Titan on autopilot, he's going to use, like, abilities, which is kind of neat, so... Because a lot of times, a lot of times if a Titan's, like, if you leave a Titan on autopilot, it just shoots, and, like, occasionally will use, will use a Vortex shield, and, like, never really fire its missiles, or do, like, electric smoke or anything like that, so... Hopefully this update will be more, like, if he gets rodeoed, he's going to know to use an electric smoke, which will be great, but we'll see what happens, so, like I said. If you have a multiplayer game, you have to constant support. That's how you keep the community happy, and that's how you keep them playing your fucking game. So good, good job, Respawn. Awesome. All right, so that's the show. Uh, Got to pimp a couple of things. So we've opened up a store where we're selling T-shirts and stuff. T-shirts, T-shirts, T-shirts. Merchandising, merchandising. Merchandising, that's you know. Me and Jack <laughs> Kirby used to say, <laughs> we need to merchandise Spider-Man and Iron Man. <laughs> I'm thinking more of yogurt from Spaceballs. Merchandising, <laughs> merchandising. Spaceballs, the T-shirt. Spaceballs, the coloring book. 
I just I always think of just Stan Lee and Jack Kirby just having these discussions. Meanwhile, they're not making any money because they signed away because it's like we're just employees at Marvel. We don't own anything. It's like oh, oh man, it's a non sequitur. But my friend and I had a big discussion about that. These comic book creators that just pissed away, like not pissed away, but they sold the rights because they didn't know these characters would become iconic well, no, years they, later. You know, you were well. The way it worked is you were an employee at Marvel or DC, so anything you made was them, and you you just made your salary and moved on. You didn't the, things like you know creative rights didn't really happen until like 20, 30 years ago and people are like, no, Stanley should get some fucking credit for making Iron Man. Just saying. Like, yeah. Oh, so- what inspired that what inspired that conversation was because um Bob Kane was getting he's getting a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. And the article I read that from, they scolded the man so viciously, you know, because Look, Bill to be, Finger to should be get fair, some credit too. The, you know, the real creator was Bill Finger, but apparently he didn't really like speak up for himself. It's just like, if yeah. you were in the know, you know, it's like, this was actually Bill Finger that did most of the work, but Bob Kane was just a better businessman. He knew how to, like, sell Batman, and you know what? He was part of why it became so popular. Yeah, the initial came by for Bill Finger, which is like, well, Bill Finger was kind of like a maniac, so yeah, he died penniless, depressed, and, like, insane. But yeah. that, that, that seems, yeah, I mean, I mean, I'd probably die insane, too, knowing I made Batman and had, like, zero money from it. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm not one of those people that paint Bob Kane to be the devil. I paint him to be just, you know, probably like a, a dickhead business guy. It's like, no. Because Bill Finger was like an intern. He was just like, whatever, that's a great idea, but no one's going to listen to you. I'm Bob Kane. My name, my last name's Kane. It's awesome. They're going to listen to me. Yeah, it's a damn shame. So, yeah, we got a couple of shirts. Uh, we have a bunch of different designs, too. Uh, so just go to our Twitter Actual shockers and the link is there somewhere. Yeah, um, and, uh, soon we're gonna do like a, a proper like storefront on the website where you can go and like click on it and. Yeah, this is like a little bit of a test run, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So the the keep it on the Twitter. We should probably put it on this post. Uh, but yeah. Yeah, but like I said, the shirts are super cheap. Uh, I think Al said they were like fourteen bucks plus uh plus shipping, which is only a couple of dollars. But some of the designs are really cool. Like, you know, we have our Dual Shockers one, which is awesome. So you should all have a Dual Shockers shirt. So we, when you see our cons, we'll be like, hey, man, you're a Thunderbolt. Like, yeah, awesome. <laughs> hey, that'd be awesome. You listen yeah. to us, man. Yeah. I, I like to be able to identify my own people in a crowd. That way, when shit goes down, I know who to save first. And it's exactly. a Thunderbolt. So like, <laughs> see you, dude. And the light blue yeah. fire. So but yeah, there's we'll a lot we'll... out there from really cool designers. Uh, a lot mm-hmm. of, like, Marvel... They're also comic book and slash video game stuff, and I actually would actually want to wear some of those shirts, which is really cool, because I was like, oh, we got a bunch of shirts. I'm like, oh, man, these are look terrible. But no, I actually am a big fan of a lot of those designs, and I was just like, this actually looks neat. You know, my favorite one is the Zelda one, where it's Link's, and he goes, my name is not Zelda. Mm, and he's all, he looks yeah. all pissed off. Like, that's a really good one. But, that's great. All right, and um, as always, make sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, under Dual Shockers. Just Dual Shockers, nothing else. Uh, thank you guys for listening and watching the show. Sorry for the technical difficulties, but I think we pulled it out. Uh, once again, I was your host, Tony Polanco, and tonight I was joined by Thomas Luke. I'm going back to my backlog. <laughs> Ryan Meisler. I'm going to go back to my backlog of my backlog. And George Jimenez. Guys, we are transmedia. We've got t-shirts, we've got merchandise, we've got podcasts. We're selling everything, man. We are an empire. What empire? (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. We'll see you all next week. Later. Bye-bye.